Hey yo, you are listening to the podcast of thousands. Late night talk, showcasing performers, and last time with zero the budget. Here's your host, Mikey P. Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Michael Panessa, and this is the podcast of thousands, where we showcase performers from actors to YouTubers and everything in between. On tonight's show, we'll have guest comedian Mike Kaplan. I get mistaken for gay, I guess. Uh, I'm a vegan, that's the confusion. And uh, <laughs> if you need proof, I will make out with any woman here after the show. My girlfriend and I do have an arrangement where she does not know that I do this. So it's fine <laughs> entirely. I, uh, I had a girl once tell me that this beard made me look like a creepy therapist. And I was like, well, how does that make you feel? And music by the very same comedian and folk artist, Mike Kaplan. Music's fun to play, la 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 la. Words are fun to say, blah, 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 blah. Songs are fun to sing, sing-a-ling-a-ling. But first, and now, moments with Michael. We recently witnessed the loss of Mary Tyler Moore. She died at the age of 80. Terrible. May she rest in peace, I'll start with that. I learned something new in her death. She was the first woman to wear pants on a sitcom. For years I've said women don't wear enough dresses anymore. Trust me. I guess she may have been partly to blame. Now I can't be mad as she's passed on. Sad. I wonder who else I can be mad at. Gina? And that was Moments with Michael. And now I'd like to welcome our guest, comedian Mike Kaplan. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing today? I am doing as well as can be. Excellent. That's good to hear. So this is going to be sort of a, you know, this is your life, Mike Kaplan, past present and future, but in, not necessarily in that order. So uh, I've looked at, you know, you've, you've done so much in your career. And uh, so I've gone through and just asked, I'm going to ask some questions based on some of the different things that you've done. Sound good? I am ready. Yeah. And it was, it was easy to put this together because you have so much, so many credits. Um, so I want to start with uh, America's Got Talent and Last Comic Standing. You were on both shows. That's correct. Oh, these, these questions are easy. <laughs> I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. Let me, let me warm up here. Let me warm up here. <laughs> you got it. Um, okay, so on AGT, uh, you nailed the judges' cuts, right? You had, you had some really hilarious stuff. Thank you. But then came the, the live show, and that, that didn't go so well. Correct. Correct. Uh, how do you stay positive after that? How do you, how do you, how do you move on? How, how, how does Mike Kaplan move on? Uh, well, I acknowledge that America's Got Talent is not the be-all, end-all of my career or the universe. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a bummer for a moment. And uh, there's lots of bummers in life. And if you can't move past them, then uh, then life will be one massive bummer. And uh, it's, I mean, sometimes life is, and sometimes there are things that are out of our control. But uh, the way I kind of look at things is, you know the if you the thing about if you see a penny on the ground and you pick it up, then all day long you'll have good luck. Mm -hmm. And some people think that it has to be a heads up penny in order for it to be good luck. And then those people get into big like sort of religious level arguments with each other that I sort of call like the uh, the old and new testament of penny mythology. Like it's got to be heads up, and no, it's any penny. And ultimately, I don't think that uh, a penny carries with it magical powers other than. Uh, if it makes you feel good to pick up a penny, then great, do it. If it makes you feel even better if it's heads up, then great, pick that one up even more. But 
I would just never want to let a penny bum me out. Be like, oh man, a tails penny again, woe is me. So the way I like to look at things in life uh, that aren't, you know, like it would have been wonderful to win a million dollars. Maybe, who can say? Money changes people, power corrupts. Uh, but if I had done even better on America's Got Talent, then maybe things would have been quote unquote even better, but things are good. I've been, the, the thing that I want that I've wanted in my comedy career is to have a comedy career. And I had one, I've been working full-time as a comedian since 2008. And the only thing that, I mean, the only thing that America's Got Talent could have provided me was a uh, million dollars and more fans and just more, more things, like a bonus heads up, you know? But I already had the penny, I already have the luck, I already have the things that I want. So those things, the things that I have accomplished, the things that I have achieved, uh, can't be taken away from me because they've already happened. Like, and I don't think time travel is real. And if it was, why would people spend it going back through time to take away my accomplishments? Like, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe they are. Maybe I was supposed to win, and somebody went back, and they were like, "We're gonna make him not win. He doesn't even need it. This ventriloquist needs it more. The world will be better." Like, I'm not sure who's doing all this, but the point is, I think I still am answering your question. That, uh, I mean, I. I'm doing a lot. I have a lot of friends that I love. I have, I've had a number of relationships that have been meaningful. I have valuable, like uh, just connections in the world. I love doing what I'm doing. So the fact that some people, whoever it was that didn't want me to move forward in America's Got Talent, like that doesn't matter. I don't need, like, you know, there's billions of people who've never heard of me. There's millions of people that saw me. There's thousands of people that uh, like me and follow me and do buy my albums and come to my shows. Uh, so I just focus on the positive, I guess, is the, uh, to make a long story very long. That's a great attitude. That's a great attitude. Have. So, so being on both shows, the contestants, you know, it's an experience, right? So y you learn from it, which, which do you think helped you grow more AGT or last comic standing, which, which did you gain more from? I gained more from last comic standing, but I did. I wouldn't say that either of them specifically helped me grow in a way. I mean, I, other than that, every experience that we have uh, is one that we n now have and are newer and growing from, right? Uh, because we have that experience. But like, they're not. Those aren't necessarily like creatively. Those aren't creative growth experiences. Like, uh, you know, the way to grow as a comedian is to write jokes, write material, and then perform it and hone it and work on it and bring it to many different audiences, not to, you know, like on, on America's Got Talent and on Last Comic Standing, you're on stage for like two minutes at a time, maybe telling, you know, jokes that you've already uh, ideally like written and vetted and honed and polished. So it's not to say that I'm going on that show to be like, oh boy, I'm really working on, you know, my, uh, on anything. I'm just, you know, it's sort of like a, a showcase of what you've already accomplished, of the growth that has been achieved but the thing that I, that you know, Last Comic Standing did help me with was getting me in front of millions of people who before that didn't know who I was and afterwards did know so that I could become more of a draw when I go out on the road. If I uh, went out uh, you know, to clubs that I'd never been to before because they wouldn't book me because they didn't, you know, they, they might have known who I was, but they couldn't guarantee that audiences would know who I was and come out to see me. So ultimately, it helped sort of like with the uh, you know, the product as opposed to the pro, you know, the process is the thing that's more valuable to me. The actual doing of comedy 
but it helped with the venue, you know, getting me able to be in more venues to do more comedy. So I am, I am very grateful because Last Comic Standing was sort of the biggest leap forward in that, uh, in my career up to that point and probably still. Okay. You've been on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien and Conan, right? Both versions of his show? Yes. I, I was very excited to get to do The Tonight Show. It was my first uh, late night appearance uh, period in 2009. And, uh, and then that right away, I think a month later, they found out that the show was not being a show anymore. So uh, sorry. Uh, I don't think it was me, but... Uh, Wait a second. Wait a I second. Did, I, did, I did a good job. I did a good job. <laughs> then, uh, then I went on Letterman, and uh, and then several years later, he stopped doing his show, and uh, it just seems like, I guess, everything ends. That's a theme. And yes, and then I've done Conan uh, several times since he moved to TBS as well. Yeah, you're an elite group. Uh, you were on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien and Conan. That's, it is that's so. pretty an elite group since it only lasted eight months, right, before Jay snatched it back. That is, uh, I think that's about right. Yes, so uh, I'm happy to, like, look, I, I wish that it wasn't such an elite group. I would have loved for him to have the show and for me to be one of thousands of comedians who are like, oh, you did The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien? Everybody's done that. My grandmother's done that. Wish, <laughs> I, I wish Conan the best, So, uh, but I'm, I'm happy that he is still doing what he's doing and uh, that I get to do things that I'm doing uh, on there because uh, he's, a, he's I love him, he's great, and his shows are great. So what do you think about, uh, I heard uh, there's, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, that he might go down to one day a week. I have heard nothing of the sort. So uh, you're the first, you're breaking this news to me. So I I appreciate it. Okay. All right. So yeah, you mentioned uh, David Letterman too. How, how, how great was that? I mean, he is a a comedy legend, an institution. I, I think I... That was probably the show that I was trying to get on the longest because I started doing comedy in about 2002 and I met the, at, a, at a comedy festival, the Booker at the time, uh, a man named Eddie Brill in like 2004, he did sort of a, a panel and he, he, on the panel he said like, I try to, if you send me a, if a comedian sends me a video, I try to watch it and get back to him and give him feedback uh, or her or them or whatever gender the comedian is. <laughs> and uh, that's, I'm paraphrasing. Who, who knows what he said exactly? I'm sure he's a very nice man. Um, and I know he's a very nice man. And I mean, maybe he's not identifying as a man anymore. Who can say? I don't want to, like, guys, we live in a modern world. Uh, everything's changing, everything ends. But so in 2004, I put together like, you know, the best five minute tape that I had and I sent it to him. And he did a few months later, call me and like went through my jokes one by one and told me which ones he liked and which ones like would be good for the show. And also said that I needed a lot more, you know, time and seasoning and poise and, you know, just confidence and presence. And, you know, I've been, I'd only been doing it two years or so at the time. And at the time I was like, what does this guy know? You know, but at the, after that, like years later, I was like, yeah, that guy knew, knew a thing or two. But it was not until, I think, 2011, so like seven years later, that I finally did uh, get to do Letterman. So it was sort of a, a very – and by that point, I was making my living as a comedian, which was the goal. And I was – I had gotten on The Tonight Show with Conan. Uh, but it was still, you know, uh, a real thrill to achieve uh, a goal that I had had for years. So I just – I got to come clean on something. I I didn't find David Letterman funny. I, I don't know – I don't know what it what it was about him or or what, but I tried hard because uh, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, and and he loved him so much, right? And he had been on it, on it so many times. I just I just I, I don't know what it is. Do you know what? It, do you know other people that think uh, David Letterman wasn't uh, their bag? I guess 
I guess there's people that think Mike Kaplan might not be their bag, right? Oh, no, everybody thinks I'm their bag. Oh, but, okay, all right. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the only exception <laughs> uh, to the rule that uh, taste is subjective. Taste is subjective except for me. There's no way you could find me not enjoyable. There's no way you couldn't think that I am funny and likable and not, like all the things. Like whatever you think are good things, how could you think them not of me? Uh, also, uh, of course, you understand these are jokes, and I don't care what anybody thinks. But <laughs> well, I haven't found anybody yet. I haven't found anybody that yet that doesn't like you. I haven't asked anybody either. But <laughs> thanks, and please don't. Um, I will say that, uh, of course, like the greatest chef in the world. Like, if everybody, if all chefs agree that some chef is the best, and then that chef makes you a dish with a food that you don't like, like. Even if you hate eggplant, you might not like the best eggplant dish in the world. If you hate jazz, you might not love Miles Davis. Sure. If you hate, you know, it's, it's just everybody has their own individual tastes. Like some people, like I don't love horror movies. I can watch them and I can appreciate them if they're, if there's a, a good story and there's, you know, uh, not too, but if there's too much like blood and gore and being, I, I don't love being scared. Some people, I guess, like being scared more than I do, which is right. why horror movies exist and do well. But uh, I might like the best horror movie, but I'm not going to like it more than I like the best comedy or the best uh, action movie or the best whatever other kind of movie I like. So similarly, like David Letterman might be the best at or very good at, you know, agreed upon, critically acclaimed, a, a wonderful, funny person, but the same way, you know, like in music, like you just might not like every genre of music, but you can recognize, be like, oh, other people like this thing. So I think there's an idea that like comedy is, some people have the idea that comedy is quote unquote supposed to be like universal. Like, oh, funny is funny. But it's like, that's just as silly as saying like, good tasting is good tasting. Or like, you know, the best music is the best music, you know, and it's objectively so, and you can make a hierarchy. Like, that there's a very big difference between saying I like something and that something is good. Like there are many good things that you might not like as much as other good things. So I absolve you of your, you don't have to try to like David Letterman anymore. You're allowed to not like him. Uh, I like him. <laughs> yeah. That's a load off. That's a load off my shoulders. So thank you. you. Got it. Thank you for that. So that's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, we're done. No, just kidding. Um, so late night with Seth Meyers. Yes. Uh, I saw uh, one of your appearances. I don't know if you've been. Have you been on there multiple times or was that, it just that was my I've been on that show just that once. OK, so. um, a lot of a lot of good Jewish material. Uh, I have some close friends that are Jewish. Uh, I'm adding you to the list, of course. Oh, of course. We're we're close friends now. I don't Skype with just anybody. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, can you give me some of your favorite Jewish material? Uh, one of my big successful Jewish jokes was, uh, I think from my first set on uh, The Tonight Show with Conan, it's basically, uh, I'm Jewish, but I'm not uber Jewish. Like, I will use German to describe how Jewish I am. <laughs> and then another one, this is sort of just a funny story. Like, one of the jokes that I told on Seth Meyers was about circumcision. And then I remember I was hired to do 
uh, a comedy show for a Jewish organization, and they were, I forget if they were conservative or orthodox, they were definitely like stricter Jews to the point that they didn't want, they wanted a clean, a completely clean comedy show. They're like, we might have older members of the congregation here, so they don't like nothing about sex, you know, like nothing, no uh, foul language or whatever. Maybe that's foul language. That's the way I normally say it. Uh, I use a lot of foul, I think all foul language is fair, but they asked me, like, can you also, you know, sort of cater it to, like, can you do a, more of your Jewish stuff? If you have Jewish material, obviously that would be great. And so I thought about that circumcision joke, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they wouldn't want the joke because it says, you know, it's about a penis, even sure. though it's about circumcision. Circumcision, a Jewish thing, penis, kind of, you know, to some people, a sexual thing, like, doesn't have to be in every case. But I ran it by the booker, the producer of the show. He said, uh, he's like, ooh, okay, like, circumcision, that would be great. Can you do it? without saying the word penis. And I was like, okay, so you want the circumcision joke? Cut the penis. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, okay, uh, Comedy Central presents uh, comedy CDs, Vegan Mind Meld, Meat Robot, Netflix Special, Small Dork and Handsome, and Music CD, Many, Many Musics. Uh, you're, you're just chock full of credits so much so much stuff and actually we'll be uh we'll be playing some of your music uh, later on the episode so you're uh, you're the interview and your featured music thank you so much yes uh but wait there's more um what? hang out with me podcast since 2012 is that right that sounds almost i think that is exactly right a lot of episodes a lot of episodes uh just past 400 now i think that is incredible where, where do you find the time for all of this uh, well, I, I don't know uh, if you know that as a comedian, you only have to do like, sometimes it's only like 15 minutes of comedy a night. So that leaves like 23 hours and 45 minutes to record podcasts. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Sleep and eat as well. I do those things. Okay. That's good. That's good. So I got to admit, I haven't listened to it yet. I was focused on, you know, your stand up and a lot of your materials. So give me, give me, uh, give me the rundown. What, what, what's the gist of your podcast? Well, I before I had it, I was uh, starting to do other people's podcasts with some regularity, and it was always real fun to do, uh, even if like I didn't know the people. I mean, like this, like you and I were close friends now, but we weren't before. Like the podcast is a fun like hangout session that also so it's like fun personally because you get to connect with a, a human being and like, share things about yourself, your life, like ask each other questions, learn about each other, whatever the idea of the podcast is, and. Uh, even if you don't know the person, I was like, wow, this is like, it, I remember coming out of a podcast from guy, like with guys that I didn't know going in. I was like, wow, I, I like wasn't in a great mood going in, but I was in a great mood coming out. And I was like, I want to be sort of in control of this as much as possible. I don't want to just do other people's podcasts. I just want to hang out with people. So that's why that's where the idea of hang out with me uh, came from. I just wanted to have a reason to invite uh, fun, cool, smart, nice comedian, artist, writer, actor, whoever, friend, people uh, to hang out with me. And, you know, each, each episode's about, you know, somewhere between like 45 minutes and an hour. And it's usually, I started out, it was always me and two guests. It would usually often, most often be comedian friends. But like I said, there would be other, sometimes other friends who aren't comedians, sometimes people who weren't friends, but then became friends, just, uh, you know, other people who like reached out and they're like, can I do your podcast? I'm like, sure. Why not? Uh, and it's basically, sometimes it's, it's always sort of just a freeform conversation of organically, whatever comes up. Uh, I'll have some questions that I'll ask if need be, but ultimately we just sort of start talking and sometimes it's serious or philosophical. Sometimes it's just 
silly and ridiculous. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's neither. Sometimes it's more like an interview. Sometimes it's just, you know, I sit back and people tell stories. Like, uh, I think there was like one I remember with my friend Ivan, uh, who's a musician friend. And the whole episode, my friend, it was Ivan and my friend Sam. And we all know each other from working at a summer camp for the past like 20 years or so. Uh, and Ivan is just this, you know, wonderful guy who just basically the whole episode just told one story about like a job that he had when he was a kid. And Sam and I were like asking questions and sort of weighing in and they would go off on tangents and things. But, uh, ultimately, like sometimes it's that sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's just, I, I think the, the log line that I have for it sometimes is that it's, uh, always fun, meaningful, both or neither. Uh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe uh, I'm just definitely going to listen now, but uh, maybe you could have me on someday. Oh, I'd be happy to. Now that we're such close friends. Yeah, absolutely. I have all my close friends on my podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So I like to quiz my guests. I love to be quizzed. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Uh, I like to see how smart they are. So uh, this is uh, the theme is uh, how smart are Jewish comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every every Jewish comedian has to know these Yiddish words. I'm, sh- I'm oh, sure. No. Oh no! Oh no! No! Yep i I gotta come clean. I while I you did see me tell Jewish jokes. I mean, and I did grow up. I mean, my ancestors were Jewish. So I I hope that the if in order to answer these questions, if the answer is genetically imbued like in my system, then I'll get it. But I didn't. I wasn't raised speaking Yiddish. I I mean, unless the words are just Meshigana and all of them are Meshigana, then I hope one of them's Meshigana. But I also don't specifically like if you say to me like what is your religion? I don't say Jewish. If you ask me like are are you culturally Jewish? I just say my ancestors are, and I know that this sort of hemming and hawing is a very typically Jewish thing. So I, I get it. I get. Stop I'm, being I, a mensch. Stop being a I, mensch. Oh, you're, you're too kind. I do know that one as well. Okay, great. Maybe I know more than I thought. <laughs> All right. This is my show. I'll do what I want. Oh, yes. You're going to be fine. Okay. I appreciate All right. it. This, this, the first one is the hardest one. Ooh. First one. Yes. Meshuggah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You are crazy. I don't even know what it means. Uh, it means, I believe, crazy. Yep. Crazy, freak, idiot. Yeah, all the all lumped all together. Okay. All right, ready. Number two. There's only three. There's only three. Don't worry. All right. For cocta. Oh, that's sort of like uh, a thing that I would say it doesn't work or it's like not working great. Like this for thing, it's like a thing that's on the fritz or... Yep. Isn't doing what it's supposed to. Ding, ding, ding. All messed up. Yep. Yep. See? All messed up and no place to go. See? You're, you're a whiz. You're a whiz at this. Okay. Uh, here's my... Uh, this is my favorite. Kishmein took us. Oh, now that sounds like English to me. <laughs> uh, but I do under... I, I'm not going to answer that one. Kiss my ass. <laughs> How dare you? How oh, dare wait you? a second. No, oh, you're no. right. Oh, wait, wow. What a, I, what a coincidence. You have made a fun quiz. Yes, yes. Very good, very good. And uh, I got all these from a reliable source. It was uh, swearcentral.com. So these are all considered types of swears in uh, in Yiddish. It makes sense. Uh, I think it's not a kind thing to call a person crazy or a crazy idiot freak even. Or telling them to kiss your ass. Yeah, no, that one's fine. I mean, that in certain contexts. <laughs> Sometimes it's necessary. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're winding down here, uh, getting to the end, and uh, I'd like to promote, I know you got 
new stand-up album, uh, No Kidding, coming out February 17th. Is that right? That's right. That is 100% right. No kidding. It's all about how I don't want children. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Was this uh, recorded in a, at a live uh, venue or was it? How, how, how it was. It? You, are, uh, you don't even have to ask the second part of that question. It was recorded uh, one night, uh, two shows at Doc's Lab in San Francisco in July. Uh, I'm actually right now speaking to you from San Francisco as we speak uh, from a different building, but uh, it's a it's a perfectly appropriate. I, I think it makes sense that I told you. There's no reason that I shouldn't have. Everything's <laughs> fine. What's the problem? Uh, I'm not Jewish. It's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was recorded there. I love San Francisco, and uh, so I was happy to get a chance to do it, and happy to get a chance with a uh, a special thing records. You can get a physical copy from them, or you'll be able to get it through my website or at my live shows. Uh, but yeah, also on iTunes or Amazon or wherever you can get things that are online because they're everywhere. Just th- wait for the singularity. We'll all be one. And then you'll know you will be my album. It'll just show up. It'll just show oh, up. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I'll link up all your, uh, all, all everything that we've talked about here in our show notes. So thank you. Um, what about, what about, uh, standup? What standup you got coming up? Uh, well, in order to uh, help promote and uh, sort of celebrate the album, I have some uh, album release shows. Even A few days before the album comes out, even, the first place you can get it will be at QED, uh, which is a venue in Queens, New York, uh, where I do a monthly show the second Monday of every month. So February 13th, I'll be there doing a release show. Then the weekend it comes out, the 17th, 18th, and 19th, I'll be in North Carolina, in Greensboro at the Idiot Box, in Asheville at the Southern and in Durham at Motorco. Uh, those are all real fun shows. Uh, regardless of whether you get my CD, you can see me tell jokes that are, that'll be on the next CD. Uh, and then I'll, I'll also do a show on uh, February 11th in Jamestown, New York, uh, February 16th in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And uh, that's most of uh, February. So uh, I'll stop there. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing you when you get back out onto the West Coast. So. I appreciate it and hope to see you soon as well. So too bad we're out of time. I wanted to ask you why your parents couldn't just spell your name M-I-K-E like the rest of us. Maybe we can go into that further uh, during your podcast. Thank you, comedian Mike Kaplan. Thank you, podcaster Michael Panessa. Perfect. Nice. Uh, You can get all the details and links about Mike in our show notes. It's Cast Party Giveaway Keyword Time. You can win four free tickets to the Supply and Demand Show at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, California, on February 16th at 8 p.m. Your keyword is supplies. S-U-P-P-L-I-E-S. Just go to the podcastofthousands.com website and click on Cast Party. Enter your email address, first and last name, and the giveaway keyword, supplies. S-U-P-P-L-I-E-S. And click Submit, and you're entered for a chance to win four free tickets to the Supply and Demand Show at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, California on February 16th at 8 p.m. Good luck! (coughs) Music's always been important to me, whether it be doing the rumba or the safety dance. I like listening to a lot of different music. I thought I'd let artists and bands submit their music to the podcast of thousands, and we'd showcase it for them in each episode. Tonight we have a couple of songs from our guest, comedian Mike Kaplan. Yes, he's also a musician. 
He's put out a folk album called Many, Many Musics. The first song you'll hear is called Music's Fun to Play. The second is called Calm. If you like them, you can get all the information you need about Mike Kaplan's Many, Many Musics in our show notes. Enjoy. Music's fun to play, la 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 la. Words are fun to say, blah 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 blah. Songs are fun to sing, sing a ling a ling. It's fun to do a thing, thing a thing a thing. Do a thing, you're doing a thing. It's fun to do the thing you're doing. Like singing, singing, and playing, playing, and singing, singing, hooraying. Bring in each day into night. Turning sound into light. Turning sound into light. Into light. Her mind is kind and strong, like a timeless song. She winds along like the finest song, like an open palm. She's full of hope and calm, full of life and love, admitting I belong. Like a silent gong, she resonates. Her head is straight as she levitates. Never hesitates, but she can let it wait. With every step, she meditates in a meditate. And down to earth, profound, she abounds as she's found her worth. And it's priceless, so much niceness, no disguises. Over devices, just a grounded mirth and a sacred ease. Wisdom like Socrates, to great degrees, no hypocrisy. Just elated, free, inflating, breathing, making breeze. That's how she makes me see her. Aiming deeper and raising, keeping Reagan features, a creative teacher. Creating, reaching heights and delights like Amen Preacher. To each their own, and she's one hell of a one A star so bright, no need to tell the sun And as each day's done, and the bell is rung I'm grateful for this faithful wealth of fun And health and stunning grace And I know life is not a race But still feels like it's one Still feels like it's one You've been listening to the Podcast of Thousands Check us out at www.podcastofthousands.com and on iTunes. While you're there, make sure to subscribe, review us, and leave your comments. You can find all the details in our show notes. Thank you very much for listening, and to all you performers out there, break a leg.